where to begin? Ah, yes. Concerning Dungeons and Dragons game. Welcome to DNB's podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lionheart, and on today's episode, my guest is Wanderskull, a real life barbarian and bard multi class. My man's is a powerhouse of an artist, and he's got the battle axes to prove it. But before, let's take care of some quick housekeeping. If you want to help support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash Jake Lionheart or donate at Kofi.com. That's K O fi.com forward slash Jake Lionheart. Anything helps with uh, internet booth rent and keeps the show going. And we appreciate you so much for it. Uh, with that out of the way, thanks for listening. And now let's get into the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. My guest this episode is the one and only Wanderskald, a.k.a. Andy, a.k.a. the Mighty Swami, a.k.a. the Thunderous Knight, a.k.a. the Dynamic Dreamer. Can you tell I threw your name in the Wu-Tang name generator? <laughs> no, but I love it. That's, that's so many more nicknames than I've ever... I love all of those better than any nickname that I've ever been given. I was like, I gotta mess, I gotta give somebody their name in the Wu Tang name generator, and I'm like, Andy's the perfect person. The Mighty Swami was the, that the first one? Yep, yeah, that was for and for your full name, Andrew. The thunderous yeah. Knight. Thunderous I Knight. I like all of it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Great. man. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> I already feel great. It's so much better than bubbles. That's what I had in bubbles? high school. Bubbles? So Why? Yeah. <sighs> I was on the wrestling team, and I was a freshman, and there was a senior, and he said, your nickname is Bubbles. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, why? And he said, uh-huh. And so then, you know, 10 years later, there's still grown men in the world that will come up to me and goes, bubbles. hey, what's up, Bubbles? Dang. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're hey, like, we're grown Brad. men now. We're calling me Bubbles. Yeah. Which is missed. Yeah, there was a guy on the football team we called Skittles because he was yeah, eating. We had Sk- Skittles on our football team too. <laughs> yeah. But he was eating Skittles and like I don't know what he did. He tried to throw some in his mouth and it just went everywhere. And the coach was like, "Damn it, Skittles! What are you doing?" And then Skittles the rest of four years. I think he was a freshman too, so four years of just being called. Probably still to this day. Yeah, like you said, grown man uh, with like three kids, bills. Yeah, and it's like, hey, uh. aren't you Skittles? <laughs> yeah. It's real. My one of my best friends is, yeah, I mean, so he's a year. He's like like a couple months younger than me, so he's like thirty one, <laughs> and he still gets called Squee on a regular basis. Squee. So that's a, uh, it's uh, you know, yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they call me, but it's probably not good. <laughs> so then he called as me. As long as they don't call me late for dinner, I don't. There I don't you care. go. Yeah, but yeah, welcome to the podcast. Um, we're going to be talking Dungeons and Dragons and music. So it brings me to the first question that everybody's dying to know. Do you prefer Veth or not? I, I like, you know, I, I liked not. I like, I think honestly, not was more fun. 
it just in a in a character you didn't have to worry about the moral dilemma of not <laughs> she was just a wild like comedic like there was there was you know deep backstory going on mm-hmm. but it wasn't like you didn't know everything you just knew that she was this jittery rogue and along for this you know comedic ride and it got really deep and it got great but i think that i you know i just missed the <laughs> yeah sam pulls on heartstrings no matter what he yeah does. no matter what he, he does you know, yeah. where he sits <laughs> in the position of the composition he'll end up doing something to you yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah but yeah i think uh just the wild goblin was fun. <laughs> yeah. So, brings me to the real question, though. Okay. Um, which is, um, when did you first get into music? Mm, well, uh, when I was three years old, I got a drum set. Okay. And I broke it almost immediately. Because it was like... <laughs> really cheap and it had like paper skins and i wanted to play it all the time and it was really loud for being a paper skin drum set nice and i naturally broke all the skins and then my parents were like thank god (laughs) and they they did not give me another drum set (laughs) i'd imagine (laughs) and uh, so then i just started like i remember i would watch a lot of like the teenage mutant ninja turtle cartoons Mm -hmm. and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i would like the theme song would stick in my head and we were a very musical family uh my mom can sing fairly well and always did and her whole family was pretty musical uh my dad is like a musician he's the one that like taught me how to play guitar the the ovation guitar that i play all the time was his guitar um and uh so we would take like road trips and or even just be in the car for more than like 45 minutes. We didn't have a great sound system because my parents would just drive exclusively old crappy Volvos. And, um, I, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 1984 sedans <laughs> yeah. or like the station wagon, the 240 turbo DL. And so we'd be cruising and like we would trade off, like someone would pick a song to sing and we would all just sing it along as we would drive. And That's awesome. so I would repeat like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song, which is not exciting at all. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles on a Half Shell, Turtle, Turtle Power. Power! And then it would be yeah. someone else's turn. And then it would go around and then I'd be like, yes, my turn again. Teenage <laughs> Mutant. They, they, until they would like put bands on songs. Yeah. No more turtles. Anymore. <laughs> but I, yeah, that's when I started liking music. And then I got a, my aunt Jeannie, she worked for Columbia House Records for a long time, and so we, I got a CBS or a Columbia House uh, subscription. You yeah, know, the, the like pennies for CDs, yep. kind of thing. Yep. And uh, I got a Shaggy CD, and I got a <laughs> Green Day Warning, ah. and uh, I got Big Willie Style. Were my first three CDs. <laughs> That's what got me into music. Classics, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Which of the three did you like the most? That's that's. I'm pretty sure everybody's wanting to know. I mean, the Shaggy for sure. <laughs> the, it's the one that stuck with me the most. Anyways, yeah. like I like Green Day 
Warning isn't even my favorite album by them at this point. I like, I think I like Dookie better. It's just, just a fun sentence. Yeah. And then, um, and then, like, you know, Big Willie style was fun, but <laughs> let's, let's be honest, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on it, it wasn't like, whoa, that was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, shaggy lyrical content aside, had some, he had some bangers. Yeah, he did. And his voice was just fucking ridiculous. So, it's been a long time growing up, yeah. like, listening to Shaggy and singing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it how did, okay, let me ask you this. How did you feel when you found out that wasn't his real voice? Uh, I knew. Oh, like, did you? Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Because my cousin Seth was considerably older mm-hmm. and, like, was really well-versed in hip-hop. This was... My my auntie is Jeannie's son. Okay. Seth. And he was the one he like showed me like C B four for the first time and like <laughs> he's the one that got me into rap. Yeah. But he was like, that's not even what Shaggy sounds like. Cause I think I came up there and I was like, Oh I don't even know what I was saying. Probably Angel, because that was my oh, that yeah. was my favorite. And uh he was like, You know that's not what he sounds like, right? Yeah. You're like what? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, uh, it it happened pretty soon. It was oh, okay. like the Santa myth. It went away pretty early, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't too betrayed. But... I remember like clutching my pearls, like it's not his real voice. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I then the, then immediately looked at Sean Paul. And I'm like, are you a fake too, Sean Paul? Yeah, no, Sean Paul. Yeah, Sean Paul is legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. <laughs> And then, like, Snow, the first time I heard Snow, oh, I was, like, yeah. legit. And so I didn't, like, the only reference I had was my, uh, at that point, my Aunt Jeannie had moved to Jamaica when I heard Snow for the first time. And so she was married to my Uncle Kevin. And he had a really thick accent. Hmm. And he would just speak Patois all the time. And, like, he would call us. And, like, when my Jeannie, my Aunt Jeannie would come up to stay with us, and I would answer and I, you just have to sort through it. Yeah. And so I heard snow and I was like, something's off about this, but I don't know what it is. Mm. And then I saw the, 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 uh, the former video. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the irony of <laughs> that's impost. It's <laughs> oh. awesome, man. Um, which now like the flip side of that question is, um, when did you first get into D and D? Well, the first time I played D&D was in high school, but I don't really remember. It was like late high school and I was admittedly off in a, uh, we'll call it a party tangent. Mm. So I don't know exactly the details of what we were doing. We probably weren't doing it right. (laughs) And we were just there to like hang out and giggle and play D&D. Yeah. So just, but then I played again, like uh, probably three and a half, three, four years ago now. Okay. And I filled in for somebody playing a barbarian in 3.5. And ah. so that got me back into it. And then I, I ended up joining the campaign with a dwarf named Sigurd Sigurdsson. <laughs> nice. It was, yeah. It was a, a grumpy shocker. Dwarf with <laughs> yeah. a Scottish accent, shocker, and uh, he was a dwarf fighter, rogue, multi-class, mm. and that's when I found out that multi-classing in three point five is dumb. 
<laughs> really? Well, not always, but like if you don't do it really right, yeah, three point five is it. There is not a lot of like, there's not, a, there's not a lot of forgiveness if you mess up Ooh. stacking your character in three point five. <laughs> you can get a wonky character really oh, quickly. No, yeah, I'm kind of interested. Like, if I should go back and just see, like, learn more about three point five, just to see where it's come from. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think learning about Anything is a bad idea as a general like rule in life. Right, yeah, might as well. <laughs> I think I think don't if you're don't wade too far into it. It's very crunchy. So don't mm. get too far into all the pluses and minuses of it if you don't have to. Gotcha. Or if you don't really want to learn it to play it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, is would be my advice. I mean, you can take that or leave that. Gotcha, gotcha. You you're a grown adult. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I could do it. You're a grown man. <laughs> Yeah, funny enough, I was on a friend's podcast, as, and they were covering that old D&D movie from back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. And then, like, I just wanted to, I was like, sure, I'll do it. And, like, I was like, Marlon Wayans is in this. It can't be that bad. And I was wrong. Bad. I was really wrong. Even with Marlon <laughs> Wayans really in it, bad. it was really bad. And then, like, so at first I was like, okay, so I think he's this. I'm like, obviously we have the dwarf. Obviously we have, like, the mage or, or, or wizard. And then I'm like, I don't understand. This doesn't feel like Dungeons and Dragons. Not realizing, especially then, how early on it was that yeah. like there's there's you know five E and three point five, and that movie is obviously based on like like what one or two or something like that. Yeah, something back. And there was like I think probably two. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know when exactly the movie came out. Yeah, but. and I was like, oh, like the, the like. Me finding out, like, just briefly going over the Wikipedia or whatever, and it's, like, um, finding out about, like, yeah, if you're a dwarf, you can only play these classes. If you're a yeah. halfling, you can only be, like, a thief or a rogue. And I'm, like, oh, so these guys aren't even, like, rogues. They're thieves or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So that was, like, yeah, interesting. There's a lot of differences. There's also stuff, like, when you get, I think in that edition, in second edition, you get back to Thacko, which is, like, to hit AC0. Which which is like a whole nother math system that you have to figure out. You, ba- I'm not even going to begin to explain. It. I'm <laughs> going to really mangle it, and I don't need anybody who loves Thacko to come for me. It's not for me. <laughs> They're going to be like at Wonder Skulls. <laughs> I heard your episode. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you're like not today. But it's for other folks. Yeah, yeah, that's not for me. Right on, right on. I like. I like 5e. Yeah, 5e's it's, it's been pretty fun. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been playing, yeah. I started on 3.5 and then I got kind of tired of the crunchiness. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to jump to 5? Try 5e. I was watching Critical Role. Ah, okay. Is what was like, oh, this is different. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let me so, give this a shot. Let me try this. <laughs> And then I started running campaigns. Or I ran a one shot, and then that turned into a little campaign. And then I ran two campaigns. Then that ended, and then I've just been forever DM for the most part since. So, uh, right on. Um, that's cool. So moving on, I'm gonna. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like I want to stay here, but I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. So definitely gonna be talking about the DM stuff, but. Um, okay. My next question, though, is in just kind of building the origins of Andy. Um, do you remember your first song, whether 
written, recorded, performed, all of the above? The first written and recorded song was just a little guitar melody that I recorded on sound recorder on my computer. I think I was in Leo was in the sixth grade. Oh, and nice. I hooked up like an old like Windows ninety eight mic to to us to and I used the sound recorder application in old <laughs> Windows ninety eight. And I recorded myself going it was just like an E minor rundown that mm. I would do over and over again. Gotcha. And it sounded kind of cool. And I was like, that's a song. I wrote a song. <laughs> cool. I, I was like immediately after picking up, cause that was when I started genuinely learning guitar for the first time. And I learned, you know, maybe one or two licks and a chord progression. And I was like, all right, it's time to start writing songs. I've just always wanted to just, here we go. I'm going to write something. Right. <laughs> wildly incompetent but i'm doing it so. <laughs> that's awesome was the mic that big like long skinny prices right yeah, precisely <laughs> yes. the one that the one that sticks into the base but if, yes. if, you, if it comes out of the base yeah you lose that then you have to like put it like put it like uh you know the phone base on <laughs> yep. top of it yeah so that it weighs it down yeah and you've got this like long like yeah prices right stick thing mm-hmm. in your face i have my buddy same buddy squee, squee. That I mentioned earlier actually held the mic up to my guitar while i recorded it man what shout out free. Squee. yeah shout hold out to squee hold on holding it down since kindergarten oh dang <laughs> shout out squee shout out to squee that's what's up oh man that's dope um and then because you are a performer um, do you remember yes. your first like big like performance or just the big you know the first time you went up there on stage and doing original the songs? The first time I went up on stage, okay, I'll give you I'll give you both. I'll give you the the first time and then the first big time. Big time. Cool. So the first time I went up on stage was at a place in Tarpet Springs, Florida called Neptune's Lounge. And it was me and a few of my buddies who had started a, a band we were starting a prog metal band called Azrael and that uh, I think I almost want to say we went through several different name iterations I think we were still Metatron at this point and it was we were we were swinging at weird stuff we became Cerberus we we floated all over the place <laughs> but we ended up landing on Azrael and we played uh, a couple of shows and a couple of battle of bands but the first one was at this tiny little bar this tiny little dive bar, and like, <sighs> we played like a Megadeth song and a Metallica song, and then my guitarist uh, Petro and my bassist Manny, they did like this, this Mr. Big addicted to this rush, where it's this crazy tapping, dueling solo song that I still, I can't even remotely play <laughs> anything like that. Still, I'm 32. They're high schoolers. They were incredible, but uh, and then. And then I got off stage and we took the like 30 bucks that we made collectively and we went to Checkers and we bought ourselves food. (laughs) We were like 17. Yeah. And then we drove back to my house and we all hung out at my house and ate Checkers. Nice. That was the first time. And then the first big time we played later, well down the road, that several iterations of different local bands and shifts. I was in a band called Fathom's Pass. 
with the same guitarist uh, and a few other guys. And we played with this band called Sabaton, who is this uh, massive power metal band from Sweden. And like they play in front of like hundreds of thousands in like festivals in Warsaw. Nice. And then they come here and they played at the place called the Brass Mug in Tampa. It's like a historical, like it was a dive, but it was like the, the place yeah, where death metal started in Tampa kind of thing. Nice. And so we we got to the place to play to open direct support for them because we had built up a decent local following. And it was like lined up around the building, like down the plaza, Whoa. like looped around. And we pulled up and we're like, is this? This isn't this isn't for us. <laughs> Are we on the wrong day or something? Yeah. And it was. It was just packed to the non-existent rafters. This <laughs> tiny little like smoke-filled bar. Nice. And we played, and we were right before Sabaton, and we finished. And then I remember like somebody. I think it was my buddy from high school started a chant that was like one more song. But everybody's <laughs> drunk and it's a metal show, yeah. so everybody's like yeah, one more song. <laughs> And the Sabaton guys from the green room, like way up above through a little cage chain link fence, were like, yeah, good. Play another song. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So we all scrambled and tried to remember something. But yeah, that was by far the biggest show. I think it was like five, six hundred people. That's in that awesome. As well. That's so cool. Um, which now brings me to the, the flip side of that, which would have been who's your first character and... I, I would assume that was your your dwarf. Yeah. So, so like I said, I played a little bit in high school, but I don't even I don't even remember what that character would have been named. Yeah. Or what? I don't think we were doing anything right. <laughs> and then, um, and then the the fill in character I had was called Jeff. It was <laughs> Jeff, but the DM wanted it to be uh, a not, fantasy. Theme, yeah, not just so. Jeff. So he's built a J A E F F. So it was oh my gosh! So and then that was just a fill in, and then I played uh, uh, Sigurd Sigurdson, the Sigurdson clan. <laughs> nice, that's awesome, man. So then you're telling me that Channing Tatum stole your joke from back in the day when you're just from that. What was the movie where he's like, "My name's Jeff" or whatever? I don't know if you remember oh. the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's where the dude that made the character, because it wasn't my joke. I didn't make that uh, character. That would be so, hilarious if somehow that was yeah. like the dude that helped write that movie. And he was like, I remember this guy back in the day named the stupid character Jeff. And I was like, no. It could be. <laughs> I know the guy. He's got more connections than I ever expect him to. So he may. He may have helped. I, I'm, Probably not. In my head canon, it was the DM yeah. stole your joke from back I'll in the day. It. I'll go with it. That's awesome. Well, then... I also want to do the flip side of that, as, you know, not being a player, but, like, do you remember the first game you DM, like, going in, like, almost oh, yeah. like I would imagine, like, your first big performance, like, you're going into, onto the stage yeah. to run yeah, a game. Yeah, I remember, I was, uh, I, tr- I ran in 3.5, actually, it was the first time I ran, mm. and I downloaded all the PDFs, I researched it all, I made people character sheets, I worked with them, so they all had it all set up. Some of them were like, you know, hadn't played a ton of 3.5. And I did this thing called the 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 Thieves Tower of of something. 
It was Pasha <laughs> something. Because it was set in uh, the Forgotten Realms mm. in in a place called uh, Kalimport. And the Thieves Guild leaders there are called Pashas. And I had, like, done kind of, like, an alternate universe to that. Kind of, like, scrapped a lot of the canon stuff. Mm. And wrote my own, like, situation in there for a one-shot. Oh, and I put a, I put this um, halfling at a tavern called Norval Cherrywit. He was a like deposed former leader of this thieves guild, and uh, the new leader was, uh, unbeknownst to the party, in league with a bunch of uh, a drow that were, you know, had insidious plans, mm. and it was way too many layers. It was way too long, and none of it was really well balanced and i had to like change a bunch of stuff on the fly not to brutally tpk people every time because you know i wasn't really ready but it was so much fun and mm. i was like i want to do it again here we go right. so, yeah that's awesome um, I, I just feel like i get a little bit better every time that's do I, I i'm gonna say this all about yeah you ran a one shot for me chase and ben um mm. and yeah that was a blast we're I know everybody's busy, so like trying to get to the part two has been kind of like yeah, a, a yeah. thing. But yeah, we were we were talking <laughs> about that for a while. We were like, huh. and um, I know like Ben was like, I've been I've been wanting to be a bard again for so long, and so I know he was excited about being a bard, and Heck yeah, and so like yeah, I had a blast. Like it was kind of my test run for playing a cleric in in the yeah. game that I'm playing now. So I'm like, I feel a little bit more not I'm totally. I think uh, my character Locke is a like more confident at being cleric than me yeah. as his other character but it was like really cool being able to be like okay like let me play this like war domain cleric and heck and yeah that was a, it was a really cool concept too and like just i loved that your character was the one from the the camp yes that was cool too because it gave the party like a, an end to everything so that was a fun tie-in and like and then uh my buddy that played with us greg like that that ended up I just felt like you guys had pretty decent chemistry. Oh man, dude, really he's well, like I still think fun. that dude's a stud because I was like when you had that one what was it, the goblin leader like just wreck me oh, yeah. and just he <laughs> takes off and I'm like, dude, we gotta do like a part three or four because I want revenge on yeah. that. And then he just <laughs> lights him up like just like a yeah. Joe Montana football. So, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I see it just yep. like, yeah. Like, there's like epic sports moment, but with a fireball. And I was yeah, like, yeah. we must protect Greg at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> He's the hero yeah. in the story. And then uh, I'll say this, because like, we almost TPK'd. Like, yeah. by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. Got away from no, that. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this already, but I'll pull back a little bit of the veil on that. I was prepared for, like, that was supposed to be so dangerous. Mm. So, like, it, in all honesty, you were probably going to die with that Banshee. But it was going to be this, like, the theme of the Hamelandi thing that I've been doing with the campaign that I was starting mm -hmm. was, like, the glorious death mm. feat mechanic that I've been trying out. Gotcha. So, like, if you guys had all TPK'd, then you would have been brought back by one of the Norse deities, like, and given your feat that you gained from defeating her uh. was supposed to come from the gods, but you guys pulled it <laughs> out of your patukas yes. and, <laughs> and killed her. Because we so, all looked at each other like, what? Greg, yeah, are you still I was alive? Like, 
I wasn't like I was gonna be mean because I was obviously everybody was gonna come back, but I was like, yeah, they're gonna die here. This this banshee's gonna this banshee's definitely gonna take them down. This is too much. Yeah. And then you guys worked it and all survived, and I was just like, I was that was a trick. Like I wish I, <laughs> I wish we would have recorded it because I know my faces was going through like all the emotions yeah, of grief, fun. all seven. And, yeah, I was uh, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was awesome. Oh yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely ready to play that one again. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm looking. I forward. actually got I have it entirely planned out for the second session of it. So Ooh, yeah, it's I'm just ready to, to go it. whenever we all are. Yeah, when everybody's like not busy. And, yeah, I know. Uh, and there's a time zone thing. Like, come on, yeah. Newfoundland, get it together. What's this hour and a half business, y'all? <laughs> we have well, so there's two in the West Coast. Yeah, right. Because Ben's. Same as then, same as me, yeah, correct, yeah, and then two in the east coast, and then one in Atlantic, <laughs> mid Atlantic. I don't know, that weird. I don't know, Chase. Come on, man. They're just pretty sure it's a small town. Y'all can't just like just round down just or pretend something. You're near, like, <laughs> yeah. change anything. Y'all could yeah. just y'all could just decide. I you can have a city council meeting where I, where I used to live in Indiana was on the border of Indiana and Ohio. And so they would have like half of the year Indiana didn't follow the same daylight savings rules as Ohio. Mm. So West Harrison and Harrison had different times depending on the year. So every business had like early and late open. Like they had both of them listed on the doors. Yeah. Such a pain. I can imagine. Well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, moving on to some some music stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about like how like you know, a musical family. I I love the story of you guys picking songs in the car. That to me just sounds awesome. Um, but is there anything that like you can like for sure pinpoint that was like the spark or the like initial like this is why I love music. There's so many different, like, I feel like, I don't know if I can give you the exact inception moment of it, Mm -hmm. but there were several, for sure, several, like, deepening points. Being a kid and listening to my dad play guitar, Mm -hmm. that's a big one. So Mm -hmm. he would play all kinds of stuff. And so he would play things like a lot of Neil Young. And he played a lot of Bob Dylan and he would play some Beatles songs and stuff like that. And he he played a lot of like acoustic stripped down Led Zeppelin and then like campfire versions of stuff because he would bring his acoustic everywhere. Mm -hmm. So just being small and being enamored when you're still in that stage of like, at least I was in that stage of like hero worship for your pops and, uh, one to do that Mm. and then later when i got into like middle school he uh, we would go to i wanted to play guitar because i thought it was cool right like i liked music i loved music but like i wanted to play guitar because i think like that's that's cool like it's a cool instrument my parents didn't want me to play drums anymore i tried uh (laughs) I had to, I did like chorus and stuff like that, but that wasn't mm-hmm. like, I wasn't super serious about it. I was more into like sports and things like that. And then I did trumpet 
in this thing called Wharf in fifth grade. It's like orchestra and stuff. Okay. And I detested playing the trumpet personally <laughs> because it just makes your lips numb like immediately after. And mm. people will be like, oh, you'll get used to it. Why? I don't want to. <laughs> so I didn't do very well at the yeah. trumpet. <laughs> and so I got into middle school and I was like, guitar, I want to play guitar. That's like, you know, the fun, cool one. Yeah, everybody does it, which is not, you know, the best reason to start playing a thing. But also I had access to it. My dad could play it. So I was like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. And uh, I bought a $40 guitar from a neighbor. And my dad, I bought it with my own money that I used to do like concrete and I used to do house renovations for my dad. And I saved up and I bought this crappy little combo amp and a $40 CC Clark electric guitar. I don't, <laughs> it's some department store, I think. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, and he saw that I did that. So he took me to this place called CD City and he bought me uh, Black Sabbath Paranoid, Black Sabbath 1, and Masters of the Reality. He bought me... Uh, like I think two of the Led Zeppelin, like Led Zeppelin one and two, or no, I think it was like Led Zeppelin three and four. But anyways, he bought me a ton of albums from this place, and it was like, okay, you're gonna play guitar. Here's what you need. Here's your homework, basically. Nice. It was kind of a very like School of Rock like. Yeah. Here, you need to start listening to these albums if you want to if you want to take this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was I just ate it up. Heck very yeah. Cool. And Black Sabbath was just. Mm. that was a mm-hmm. jam <laughs> mm-hmm. so war pigs i think was the one that really got me mm. like just that song man just to this day the the like hi-hat that just that little stutter in it i love it yeah i love it i wait for it every time i miss it half the time because i'm a terrible percussionist but <laughs> i wait for it it's, yeah and so the first time i heard that whole song i was just blown away and Mm-hmm. that's the one <laughs> it's awesome mm-hmm. um well in this in the same way with D, like do you remember that moment where it was like this is my black sabbath moment with D? Mm-hmm. um i think it it had to have come when i was running a game Because I don't know that I've had that. I've like, it's been a slow burn as a player for me. Mm. Like, I like it. I just enjoy it. And then. But yeah, I mean, when I got into DMing and I ran the first, like. I had this goblin war, essentially, like this massive goblins that was attacking a whole camp of guards. I was running a campaign in Tal'Dorei. Oh, cool. And they were, they were crossing from, uh, like all the way from the East coast, all the way over to Iman. Hmm. And in the middle of it, they ran into this like horde of goblins that were spreading down from, from the, the bramble. It was near like Kaimal in that kind of area. Okay. And, there was a like a druid, a half orc druid that was like spurring up 
the goblins and the hobgoblins. It's like everybody in the region, basically. All the non-standard humanoids, like the monstrous humanoids. Mm-hmm. And and going forth to to attack. And there was like a shambling mound and stuff. Several like long things. But they ended up at this culmination battle of like pitched battle against goblins. And I made a big 3D set piece on like fake grass with fake trees and everything. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is this is me. This is my thing. I'm gonna keep doing this. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, which uh, brings me to this next question that I'm actually the two versions of this because of playing the one shot with you. Um, mm. Does music influence how you create and play D and D? Whether it's um, you know making your NPCs and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So much, <laughs> so much. So, I mean, when I make, when I write anything, I'm listening to music. When, and if it's for this stuff specifically lately, as you know, I've been writing tracks specifically for the campaign and mm-hmm. for this one shot that's adjacent. And so the world itself has its own tracks, which has been wildly helpful to, I can like, Man, I need to, I need to think about what's going on in Skogertjelda. Mm-hmm. Let me put on the song about it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, it's or the piece about it rather, because there's not, it's not lyrical. But yeah, it's I have always been tied in since I started playing D and I was like, I need to have my playlist with my background music. It has to be there. If it's not there. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have never, I don't think I've ever ran a game without music. I don't think I, I would be so uncomfortable. Mm. Just, I wouldn't yeah. feel right. Gotcha. It has to be a soundtrack to it, to me. Yeah. I think that's, what's been like, was really fun. I think for us playing that one shot is that like, it didn't matter where we went. You had a song for it. So if we're hanging out at camp, there's a chill track for camp. Uh, we're fighting a tree that's kicking our asses. There's a tree song <laughs> beating us up. And it was like, and then what was funny because I think, um, yeah, we were all music. I don't know, I can't remember if Greg was a musician or not. I know he helped. He, he is not. But he enjoys music because I know he's kind of like, he your, loves music yeah. and he gives me opinions, but he, he is not music. Yeah. So, like, I just remember all of us more like, we would, we'd go on those side tangents where we're listening to this song. And it was kind of like, to me, I thought what was, what was fun about it is all of a sudden we're like, wait, 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 like that one part you just did, that was cool. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I was messing around with this. Yeah. And then the next thing we're like, oh, that's right. We're in the middle of a game. Whose turn was it? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was, I don't know. To me, it was like really fun, like, um, which is another reason why that kind of spurred on this like um, podcast, too, because I'm like, I know there's got to be more people that are doing this with either their own music oh, or sure. their playlists. And yeah, because I was just having a blast. Like, I think you went to go get some water, and then we're all like, just we're not even talking. We're all just vibing to the track because you <laughs> left it on. So it was like the coolest moment. Like we're like, it's not just like, you know, not to. I'm not trying not to knock the other like tracks that you can find on YouTube and stuff like that because those are all awesome yeah. and and help build it up. But it's one thing when it's like, this is our friend who like just did yeah, this it's like custom built. Yes, and it's it makes it so much like, man, this is like. Talk about like building minis and all that other stuff that makes you feel yeah. immersed. Now it's like the own sound. This is your soundtrack, and you're like, it was it was 
epic, man. Dude, like I, that's, I think that's another reason why we're itching to get back because we want to hear what other songs you got for us. So, oh man, I appreciate that. That's why it's gonna take a bit. Yeah, you got to make those. Tra- I've been, songs. man. I've been. I just like I finished that grouping for like the couple of campaign sessions and stuff like that. I have a couple of general areas. I do want a few more because actually, I think I've decided I'm going to compile them and put them up on Spotify. Oh yeah. Um, normally, I run my playlists for D and D on Spotify. So having mm-hmm. to do it through my own personal iTunes library has been cumbersome, and that that won't do. Yeah. So, uh i'm gonna switch that up but oh man i'm glad that they're appreciated yeah dude, they're they're <laughs> great <laughs> like they're awesome <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah i mean we we did that like we would just interrupt the game to be like like we're having fun with this game but you gotta explain yourself sir how are you doing this <laughs> which is this is one of like this is totally now we're going on side tangent stuff um yeah. I, and I've t- i think i've said this on a couple of the podcasts already um what magic are you drinking that you're just like the genre bender of like music? Because I think I was telling Spencer, I don't, maybe it wasn't on the podcast. Maybe it was after. I can't remember now, but I was like, dude, Andy is the only person that you can be like, throw, throw a genre of music at him. And he will like excel at whatever. <laughs> Cause I was like, I remember the first time I heard you rap, I was like, Oh, he raps this. Okay. And then you start rapping. And I was like, why am I rapping? Have you heard, <laughs> wander skull the rap because i'm like because i'm like dude like has he always been an underground battle rapper or well where did this come from only that that's the thing is like (laughs) i'm not actually that super confident in rap i am a vocalist so i can like change my voice fairly well so but but like i'm so slow at being a rapper it's like i can't freestyle at all so that doesn't matter none also it takes me like i have to be in this weird like lightning struck i'm gonna write a rap (laughs) it's so random inspiration but like happens like you you nail it though i'm like this is it's it's one of those things where it's like i think for me doing hip-hop for so long it's like i can tell when it's phoned in like i'm like yeah. Mm, like it's cool when people like try to like you know do a genre they're they're yeah. not used to and then i'm like okay a for effort you're nailing it but for when sure. you do it i'm like no this dude is like he's it's a grizzled love. battle rapper love, from florida man. and <laughs> mm. well because i did how i learned how to rap was one just rapping along with songs i've always loved hip-hop so like mm-hmm. trying to copy i'm a parrot so trying to copy anything <laughs> that comes through to me yeah and you know, that's it. Include all the, the like Walmart censorship noises included. You know, all the like <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a Nelly song and stuff like that. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, I forgot <laughs> about the Walmart censored DVDs. Yeah, dude. they were all guaranteed edited. Yeah. They, they would not let you have. <laughs> yeah, no you're like, words. I thought Buster Rhymes was on the song. It's just been the beat <laughs> this whole time. It's, it's just been silence just for ed- 30 yeah, seconds. They just completely edited out <laughs> Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Which my sister bought. Uh, Disturbed, the Down with the Sickness, oh, that yeah, album yeah, yeah. at Walmart. You know that part that's like the messed up part where he's like screaming at his mom. Oh. They cut the entire section out of the song. I didn't know that existed until I got into like deep middle school, and I heard it from somebody else's, and I was just like, 
what the yep. heck is happening? Yep, yep. that was yeah. me with um, Goody Mob, their uh, second album. Yeah. I didn't know there was. An, I didn't know there was a, an intro track. I thought it was just a CeeLo going like, "Better believe it's lit," and they went into the next song because yeah. it's literally they cut out the Never whole song. Just yeah. Pump. Nope. And I was like, oh, I thought it was literally track one was just CeeLo saying, "Better yeah. believe it's lit," and then it went into the the first song. Hell yeah! But well, yeah. Oh, man. So wrapping along with things. And then, like, once I got into, like, like the college-age years, I was going to a lot of parties. Oh, and you. in Tampa, there would be a lot of people. I think there was this one house specifically where in the garage, there would just be this group of dudes that would just battle each other just uh. all the time. And they would, like, write it out. They would, like, go home and, like, write it custom-made to, like, the person that they're talking about. And, like... I had come up with like a couple of like swift like connectors at one point mm. so that I like I can't freestyle but I can like remember a couple of stanzas yeah and then I can like if I need to I can throw a couple of stanzas to you like yeah, so, yeah. but That's uh, cool. so I did that one time and then because they're like yo can you rap and I was like Shit, yeah <laughs> and I did a little bit but my my delivery way out like paced what I could do like freestyling wise. Mm. So then they expected me to come back and rap more next time. Mm-hmm. And so I would like go home and like write raps that I could, that nice. I could bust out at the yeah. battle rap. And so I got a lot of it was really vulgar cause it was very like specifically like very cutthroat battle rap kind gotcha. of stuff. So I don't, I mean, that's, I don't stand by it's, the message of anything I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the day. But you know what? It it, yeah. it it kind of like gives me the context I need for it because, yeah, the way your mm-hmm. delivery and stuff like that, especially in in rap and stuff like that, I'm just like, you come off like I'm like I've been doing I I've, I've been running the circuits I've been taking people's names and you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> making people quit yeah. battle rapping and stuff yeah. Um, but yeah. like, it's not even just with rap though. Cause I feel like entering any genre, like, so we did a song recently together and then I was just like, can you help? Cause I was ready to scrap it. And then I was like, maybe like, edit, like you're like, Hey, I'm willing to help. And I'm like, please help. <laughs> I was like, help me. And I threw the song to you. And then I'm like, what are these vote? These are like the, like, I got like the R and B dude that like came out of nowhere with these like dope, like chops and yeah. i'm like what and there's even parts that it's your voice and it sounds like i'm like i didn't put that in the beat that's not that's not me that's andy just singing like i'm like this is incredible just throw some ooze in there yeah i was just like that's i a- that's not me that's not the sample that i use Where okay i'll you- say <laughs> i'll say that's duvold and one i'm blushing and that's you're too kind because uh, it's the song true, was good though. i think you're being too hard on it when I got into it, I think that you had maybe like worn out your ears on it because it was pretty maybe. dang good when I got into it. So, yeah. so don't be mean, my friend. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's twofold. Like I, I don't. I'm not very good at making beats, like on my own. Mm. So if I ever had a very simple beat, I had to throw a lot of vocal spice. Gotcha. on it get it to do anything different than just be like really boring so and i just love harmonies and then also i thought it was funny because you did you were talking about this in spencer's thing you mentioned it being like Wyclef 
style, <laughs> yeah. like ad libs. Like, yeah, the ad libs, man. I was like, I, <laughs> I love Wyclef. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Ooh. <laughs> so, Bro. When, specifically, so you know, like Santana did Maria with Wyclef. Mm-hmm. That album was like the fifth album that I ever got, and that song stayed on repeat and was like the. That was like the R&B stuff that I would sing for like ever. Uh, ever. That was my jam. So. Oh, man. I like I, I love that I'm like calling this because <laughs> I'm just like, I see it. I was, was like, yeah, he, I'm, like, I'm like, he just came in like Wyclef. I just and his style. That's why. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I just, I parroted it. <laughs> no, dude, but you're making it your own, which is cool. Like we've been, we were talking yeah. about that before the podcast where it's like, yeah. You know, it's obviously an influence, but it's like, it's your thing. And that's why right. I was just like, the, the funny thing was like, I'm like, that's because I think, yeah, Wycliffe is iconic for doing that stuff. So that's why I think that popped yeah. into my head. But to me yeah. now, I'm just like, yes, I knew it. I'm like, we're influenced by the same people. This is fun. Heck yeah. Heck but, yeah. But that's awesome. I, love I also really loved like specific, specific R&B songs just always jumped out of me. Like, mm. uh. You Should Let Me Love You was one that was like always stuck in my head and the ad libs in that are really good. Yeah. Like the and um Shy. Ah, oh, what's the name of the song? It's like Ooh, na da do na do. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what's that boys the men? What's the name of it. No, it's no it's shy. S H A I. It's like Ooh, na da do na do. The yeah, very yeah, yeah, first yeah. time. Yep, I, I had a... <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. What Anyways, is I used to sing that like yeah. constantly. Yeah, no, you know what's funny about that? Name saved my life. Yeah, the if I used to I work with. Ever fall in love again. Yeah, but I'll make sure. Yeah, yeah. I had a yeah, friend at, that I used to work R&B with that would sing just, that. Just grab me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so cool. I love that. I love that. That that's like the influence and stuff. Um, so like. Well, I guess the first part of that question was like, how does it influence you making um, your characters and, and stuff like that? And we kind of tackled that. Um, uh, the next one is like, how has d and I guess, influenced the music making? Oh, the music side. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, majorly again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just become this this writhing caduceus of like like music and D&D just swirling back yep. around. And yeah. I'm just... I'm just the the post in the middle. Um, it's yeah. I mean, That's... I write music for my D and write music about Critical Role. Mm-hmm. I I think that comes from when I was in like power metal bands and like power metal specifically. A lot of the times, I tell stories about like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like Blind Guardian is like did a lot of like Lord of the Rings themed songs, and uh, Iron Maiden does like historical themed songs and stuff like that, and uh, Running Wild does all kinds of like they've done pirate and they've done like american west and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i used to do those i used to do like mythology songs all the time too i wrote a song about gilgamesh in my old band and like just loved it yeah and, and so the idea of like i was watching critical role and it's like hundreds of hours of fantasy content i was like hmm. <laughs> that's <laughs> I could write some songs on that. Yeah. And so I wrote a song about the Raven Queen because I was writing a metal song and it just like jumped out at me. Yeah. As this, I've always loved the aesthetic of it. 
in general and then especially what Matt did with it. I was like, I'm going to turn this song into a Raven Queen song. And uh, it just swamped from there, snowballed from there. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say the Raven Queen is very metal. (laughs) So that makes sense, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. Um, Yeah, my next question would have been like, oh, what was it that like, like you're like I've got to do this critical role song like but, <laughs> I just took it yeah <laughs> so well that's awesome man um, rambled right into it yeah that's perfect it was meant to be um yeah. so this is one of my um favorite questions now in in doing this podcast and it is um if your music was a subclass in D&D doesn't have to be like a bard subclass can be any subclass what would it be, or if it's an oriented, like an established subclass? Mm. What do you think your music would be as a subclass in D anD? d A wild magic barbarian. Ooh, why is that? Because it's if I don't know how to do something, I just go with the heavy aggressive side of it. <laughs> and if I do know how to do something, it's probably pretty wild that I know how to do that thing. <laughs> Um, you just never know. No, I it's just magic. you never know what's coming out of this out of this <laughs> cannon over here. Yeah, but it, it, there's a good chance it's gonna come loud and fast, <laughs> or at least just loud. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I love that. Yeah, um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I could dig that. Um, and then for my 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 final question for you, um, we've we've learned the origins of where the music and D&D came from and uh, from small dive bars to big shows to uh, battle rapping kids in garages and <laughs> everything in between. <laughs> um, what do you feel like if this, if your music uh, career is like the D&D character going through a campaign, um, where do you see it going as you like head off to go fight the BBEG and, and get that happily ever after. What's mm. what's that looking like? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, my music career, I would say, I think, I think my music career is just like, is just, is just a, a fairly high leveled NPC. Like mm. I don't, I don't put a ton of energy into like, going out and about to promote like i i make my videos and i post them pretty regularly but that's just mm-hmm. because i have a a font of junk that i'm making i mean and it's not junk but you know what i mean right right um and i just make it because i w- want it <laughs> i want to listen to it <laughs> there's this there's not this random song idea out there in the world that i just had so i decided to make it and so I don't really have a an a BBG for my for my music career because it's just like if anybody's going after one and they need help, you know, I'll tag along for the adventure. Mm, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm just making music. I'm just uh just going on adventures. I'm the I'm like the Tom Bombadil. Of <laughs> I was gonna say the <laughs> Sean Gilmore. There. I've been here forever, and I'll be here forever. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I was going to say you're the Sean Gilmore of uh, yeah. music. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know what? You did spark another question. 
So mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't the final question. <laughs> this might be, unless we go on another Wait, tangent. But you mentioned you want to make music that you listen to. And yeah. so that is another one that's been kind of like a question that I find interesting um, is if you make music that you want to listen to, do you listen to your music? Hell yes, I listen to my music. <laughs> Hell yes, I listen nice. to Nice. Okay, I think I think it was Donald Glover that put it this yeah. way, and he said, "If I make, if I'm a Subway sandwich artist, and I make myself a sandwich when I'm at home, is someone gonna be like, get an awful full of yourself? No. Well, let me enjoy my shit. <laughs> like I made yeah, this, exactly. I worked hard on it, and I made it because like I want to listen to it. I'm not, I'm not listening to it because like I think I'm amazing, which I think is unhealthy. Yeah, personally, but." If I'm listening to it because, like, this is the closest thing to the thing that I wanted to hear, then let me do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I find that so interesting that that's such a taboo with right? musicians that, like, it's like, you're listening to your own music. Like, why are you so stuck up in doing that? And, like, like you said, yeah. like, if you're doing it, like, for unhealthy reasons, then that's a yikes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like, if you write a heartfelt song... Like, you wrote that to get something out, and if you need to work stuff out through music, which is the whole artistic expression anyways, um, Mm -hmm. it's just so weird to be like, why am I making something if I can't enjoy what I make? Like like you said, like, if I make a sandwich, am I supposed to put it on a pedestal and not eat it? Like, Yeah. 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 I find it so interesting to hear, like, you know, a lot of artists are like, well, I'm making it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it, too, because... I mean, I, you you can tell by my like cocked and loaded answer that like I'm <laughs> yeah. I've I've thought about it at least or been asked it before mm-hmm. because I mean I even when I'm listening to my own music sometimes I'm like do I do this too much but like no I listen to other things and if here's if I start to get stuck in like I'm listening to my music too much like checking mixes and stuff like that and I haven't had anything else I know. Because I start to feel stagnant creatively. Mm. If I'm not listening to everything else, then I'm not, my parrot shuts off and then I don't have anything to create. So I don't think it's bad that I listen to it as well because I can also get ideas from my old stuff right. and ways to improve. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't make any sense for me to bury my head in my sand about all my music from before if I can learn from it, especially. Right, so. right. Oh, man, that's really. Really good. I like that a lot. Especially the, like, I'm shutting off my parrot. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Well, um... That happens a lot. When I get the end of an album, I'll get stuck in, like, I gotta check this mix. mm, I gotta listen to it in the mm -hmm. car. I gotta listen to it, make sure... Hang on, I gotta do one more listen through to make sure there's no, like, string noises or, like, you know, coughs or something. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get to the end of it and I'm like, I can't write anything right now. I just need... Two weeks where I, I play Hades and I and I you know listen to Wheel of Time and yeah and then immediately start writing again <laughs> yeah 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 I feel all of that because that's where I'm at right now where I'm just like it's it's not that it's easy to make beats but I can get in the zone doing that because mm-hmm. especially like doing like sample based hip hop um, it's it's constantly like being bombarded by ideas 
He's like, this yeah. sounds cool. And this would sound cool with this kind of drum. And then you're like beatboxing mm-hmm. to yourself with like a drum beat and da 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 da. So now it's like I'm I'm having all these like, okay, here's a here's a beat, here's a beat, here's a beat, here's a beat, here's a beat. Yeah. And then I'm like, now I don't feel like writing because I spent all my energy on making these little clusters or whatever. Right. And so like, I bet, and I don't want to project to you either, but I bet that if while you're doing that, you're probably like giving yourself too many options at the same time as well. Like, yeah. Like what song do I even write when I have 10 beats that are ready to be written on? Yeah. And so then like, I, I, I get to that point where too. it's like, Oh, here's an album. Here's the concept for the album. This sounds cool. And then, Oh, I've kind of come up with a hook during this, but then I'm like, now I'm just yeah. kind of like burnt out, burn myself out. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, but putting it on the shelf is the best mm-hmm. thing that ever comes from that for me. I'll tell you, that's what I did with that Thundering Herd song that just came out. Mm-hmm. I still would, once it comes to Spotify, it's going to be remixed and some things retract. But I originally wrote it; it was much different, and I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And it was sat on the shelf for like a year, and I checked it out recently, and I was like, "This has got some bones." Hang on. And I just like started knocking down walls metaphorically and like yeah, we stripped this baby and it. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it now. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I, I'm definitely learning that. <laughs> Where I just yeah, I just need someone to tell me like yeah, it's okay to sit down on it. You don't have to like. It's so okay. Yeah. Uh man, it's so okay. But just back it up somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Remember where you have it, <laughs> or remember what you named it because. I'm so used to <laughs> so used to being like ZZZ number thirteen, and you're like, uh-huh. just pick a stupid uh-huh. name that you can remember, uh-huh. or at least I be able know to. If there's, is there a musician that actually does like sensible working titles? There's probably regularly. some saint out there because I've done a couple. There's a couple songs where I'm like, this is called this, and halfway through I'm like, yeah, look at this jerk <laughs> thinks he knows what the song's called, yeah. Yeah, I did that. What did I? Oh, I felt so dumb. I spent like, it felt like two hours, but it probably was like an hour going through every single like one that I had because I'm like, I it has to be one of these. It has to be. Yeah. And then my dumb ass, when I saved it, accidentally saved it in the wrong folder. Oh, I saved it yep. in like the, the folder with Inside all the... Inside another one's folder or something? Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, I finally gave up and I did, like, the main computer search. And then, like, you know, it's, yeah. like, running through all the folders. And I'm yeah. like, I'm such an idiot. I'm like... I feel every second of this. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just like, uh... That's what they need to do is, like, have, like, a little seminar or something that for, like, musicians. Like, here's uh, how you organize... Maybe yeah, I wouldn't have, probably, but... I would, A, not go to it. B, <laughs> B go to it. <laughs> listen to it and then immediately forget half of what i heard yeah see go to it take notes bring the notes home set the notes on my desk never to be looked at again, again yep <laughs> and just keep doing what i'm doing it's <laughs> nice uh, yeah that's exactly what would happen um well man thank you for for being on the podcast this has been like super fun yeah um, thanks for having me yeah I'm yeah excited. i'm um, a fan so like hey <laughs> fan on the podcast awesome i know it was mentioned before like as a joke that i was probably for sure one of the hypothetical (laughs) guests i am non-hypothetical i am a for sure fan out there (laughs) yeah i'm like i'm for sure i got you i definitely got spencer um i forced the podcast on chase and ben so (laughs) there you go 
<laughs> I'm like, here, listen to the preview. And uh, yeah. So, um, no, no, I super appreciate you. You know what? I didn't touch bases with you beforehand, but is there a song that you would like us to play at the end of, uh, end um, of this? Song. When is this, uh, this going to be? Probably like a few out? weeks. A few weeks? Yeah, probably like two. I've got songs mocking out next week. Can I get and... you a song a little bit later? Can yeah, I, that'd like, be cool. finish up a mix of one and like get to you? Yeah. For sure. Got one. I got a... Because it's just going to be audio. There's no visual. Yeah, so no, there's no visual. Be... Yeah. yeah. Yes. I will give you a mix in the next like week if that works. Cool. Uh, do you know what song? Do you want to talk about it? or? Yes. It's uh, Yes. It's uh, The song is called berserker Ooh. two oh or just berserker. berserker so it's actually i just released an album uh recently that was you know it was a folk uh norse mythology uh, themed album and yeah. the the first album of that had a song on it called berserker i rewrote it as a metal song instead of a folk song so it's very aggressive and very loud and uh I'll, I'll, I'm gonna give you a little, uh, little preview. <laughs> nice, little, little preview. My gosh. <laughs> well, thanks, man, and, and again, thanks for being on the podcast. And uh, yeah. yeah, and we'll see everyone next episode.